Right now to Rotorua, where Kelly Makiha is a senior journalist with the Rotorua Daily Toast. Uh, <laughs> kia ora. Kia ora, Kelly. I skipped kia breakfast. Ora, let's have a look at some of your news. Now, goodness, uh, a shock for a, for a woman with a car crash at the side of her house. Where did this happen? Uh, Oh, look, it's, been, it's always eventful in Rotorua, I tell you. Um, so this month I've had the pleasure of meeting uh, Renea Farikura, um, who um, her and her little girl actually are really lucky to be alive um, after a drink driver crashed through three fences, a garage, and then into the side of her house. And the car that um, that the this drink driver and her mate were in um, landed in her bedroom where she was sleeping with her with her partner, and she had her little girl on a mattress on the floor. Um, and basically, the car just came thundering through the house and landed centimeters away from um, Renea's face. But the bizarre thing about this story is that. She didn't. In the darkness, it all happened about five o'clock in the morning. She was in a deep sleep, and it, it was dark in her room. She didn't actually know what had happened. She just felt this pain on her forehead, and she, and she sort of felt like she had a bit of a bleeding nose. Um, and so she got up and she said to her partner, "Oh, can you check on on baby on the floor?" And she sort of stumbled into the bathroom, you know, worried that the the blood from her nose was going to get on the bed sheets or something. And then, but really, it was a window frame from the side of her house that had fallen onto her face, and right beside where she was sleeping centimetres from, from her pillow was the right indicator of this car. <laughs> um, and, of course, when she came to and woke up a bit, she sort of realised what had it, what it happened. Um, but it turns out, yep, 19-year-old drink driver um, has appeared in court already, has pleaded guilty, and um, and she'll be facing her sentence next month. But, but I, yeah, I mean, I guess the other bizarre part of the story, if it's not bizarre enough, is um, three weeks after this crash, the actual wrecked car, which is, was just completely totaled, was still outside her house on the footpath um, for for all to see, and the local locals had all come and helped themselves to the to the mags and to the uh, to the car batteries and whatever else they could find. But yeah, just sat there. Nobody bothered to take it away. So um, we got in touch, local council, and um, and they've uh, they've sorted it out now. Next so, minute, the car is gone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and, right. and the daily reminder um, mm. for Ronea, indeed. Um, mm. Now, there's some new Kainga Ora homes happening at Wufata. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit more about what's proposed here? Yeah, so look, we've, we have got so many Kainga um developments happening in Wufata. Like, there is heaps of them, and um, you know, it's great to see that these new houses are coming on board. And and I guess the, the best part about my job, as you can tell, I love it, is um, is I get to meet colourful people all the time. And and Matthew Kildee um, from Orfota didn't disappoint. We headed out there to Orfota last week after learning that another piece of this um, piece of land out there was going to be turned into Kainga housing. And we wanted to have a yarn to locals because we we know that there's quite a few Kainga house um, development happening out that way, and we, we just wanted to see what the locals thought. Because I guess if we're, if we're being honest, Kainga doesn't have the greatest of reputations of being a landlord. And some people are a bit worried about it, but iffy about having um, about having social houses nearby. But not Matthew. Um, caught up with him. He was hanging out his washing directly opposite where this new development was, and he reckons it'll be awesome to sit in his lounge and, and watch these new watch his new house being built. He's he's got his eye on one of them. He reckons he, he wants to get one. But he's um, a hardcore meth addict. Um, has had been a hardcore meth addict and been in prison most of his life. But when his three-year-old son was born, 
that was it. Changed him, you know, changed his life completely. He's squeaky clean living now. He reckons the only thing he does that is bad is, is the odd swear word. Um, he moved to Rotorua um, three years ago. It was an emergency housing for a year and a half. He's been in transitional housing for two years now. I know how these places run. You've got to, if you don't sort of pull your socks up and be a good tenant, they, they boot you out. So the fact that he's been in there for two years. He's proved himself, you know. Um, so, yeah, he's not touched drugs since. And, and he's like, wow, it'd be bloody nice to get one of these nice uh, um, brand new kind of houses. So, How many will there be, that. Kelly, in the development, do you um, know? There'll be, there'll be 49 uh-huh. um, just for this one. But there's one down the road that's... Um, that they say is going to be 50 or 60. Then we've got um, an iwi development on forestry land so not far from that, which is a partnership with uh, 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 with the government, and that's got, uh, I think it's about 93. And then there's another one not far from that, which is a uh, stage two of Nati Fakoi's development, and, and that's under 100 as well. So lots and lots of houses coming up. So, um, you know, I guess, you know, for, for people in Aotearoa who are struggling to find homes, this is great news. Warm, dry homes for our family. Where where are we at? We've talked about it a, a lot in the past, but um, with the emergency housing uh, crisis um, Rotorua was having, is, is this building of new houses, hundreds of new houses, is it helping ease that situation? Oh, oh, for sure, without doubt. You know, and and they are, you know, they are moving people from the motels into these new houses. We've got a, a development in town um, on the corner of Renoff and Malfoy and I've, I've been there a couple of times and spoken to the, the families there and they've, they've moved from motels and into these houses and, and it's good. I guess you've just got to be, you know, a little bit careful and I think Rotorua locals are a little bit weary um, of, the, of, you know, we're, we're building hundreds of houses here in Rotorua but are, are we still attracting out-of-towners to come to Rotorua because we've got all these new houses or are we genuinely housing our own. Um, yeah. In other words, does it solve the problem or not? Yeah. Yeah. Is Rotorua, you know, being used again? You know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we could we could ask Todd McClay that he's our MP again after the. Uh, yes. Let's t- let's election. talk about your election results. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it's not too. Um, not too, un, you know, um, uh, it was a bit predictable, I think, I guess. You know, Todd McClay romped home again with the, with the win. Um, oh, what were the numbers there if we look at those? He, he, he got six, just over 16,500 votes. And second, Labour's Ben Sanford got 8,000. So, you know, he's got a really good majority there, so he's done all right. Um, he, he'll be looking forward this time, though, to being in government, not being the... Um, the one picking holes in the in the in the government from the opposition seat. So, um, so yeah, he's he's already you know made some big promises in terms of emergency housing. He's saying that, that he's going to have all motels shut down within two years. This is Todd and his national government, um, and um, is going to make it strict criteria that you've got to be from Rotorua to, to get into these into these places, which I guess has been the bone of contention locally. Um, so yeah, no, the, the um, Rawiri Waikiki, he's, he's again um, stormed home with no real serious contender threatening to knock him off his Waiariki perch. Um, but I guess, the, yeah, the, the, the end of an era really it comes from Tamati Coffee. So he's he's been plugging away at the politics gig now for about 10 years. Um, but he's now said goodbye uh, to Parliament for the last time, he says, um, after he yeah, was unsuccessful in the East Coast. 
Okay, uh, that's um, that's the wrap up of the results from the election then. And there's no recounts there. They're all pretty clear majorities, aren't they? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, look, I mean, over in the east coast there, like um, Tamati was. Well, the funny thing about that is he was supposed to be retiring. Announced in March that he was giving politics a miss after the election. Um, but then when his good friend, you know, um, uh, Kitty Allen, uh, faced some personal trouble and um, and had, had to leave Parliament, or, um, he decided to um, put his hand up and stand for Labour just in case it, Labour could win back that seat, which they didn't. It went to Nationals' Dana Kirkpatrick. She's a newbie, but... Um, um, my, many people around the, the electorate will know who she is. Um, so yeah, um, I guess Bordeaux to door with top, um, with Tamati going, it is, um, you know, I, I guess sad in some ways because he's been a vocal advocate for the city, you know, even though he's been a list MP, it, we've always had Todd and him and, and Rawadi, you know, all sort of waving the Rotorua banner down in, at the Beehive. So, um, so yeah, I guess he's, he's just going to spend some time now with his, with his family and his two little kids. Now, prisoners smoking in cells, what's happening? <laughs> well, I've been a court reporter for more than a quarter of a century, and it makes me sound very old, doesn't it, when I say that? And I guess I am. Um, but um, but nothing really surprises me when I've been when I've been sitting in court over that time. But I, I did raise an eyebrow the other day when we all got evacuated out of the courtroom because of a fire alarm. So we're all standing outside, no worries there. You know, it happens. It tends to be a little bit of a water off a duck's back, whether you're in a suit or you're subtly sporting your gang colours and you're you're a regular at the at the courthouse, but you do tend to get evacuated every now and then. Um, but we went back in and we thought, oh, yeah, here we go, back back to business, and went to carry on with the sentencing when the judge sort of slipped into the um, into the, into his sentencing remarks. I'm sorry about the disturbance just now, but we had to be evacuated because there were some prisoners smoking in the cells. And I'm not sure if he said that for my benefit, but, yeah, it was like, what? <laughs> How do prisoners smoke in the cells? Where do they get their cigarettes and lighters from? So we've asked the ministry, and we've asked the ministry, and we've asked the ministry, and they they, they say that they, they haven't, they haven't you know, got to the bottom of it yet. I only asked the ministry again yesterday, and they're still getting back to me, but rest assured I'll keep asking until we find out what on earth went on there. So um, I'll let you know when I do. Uh, look, judges can spot a good angle, or, or certainly lawyers can spot a good angle, can't they, um, they can. <laughs> for the local newspaper? Uh, but we'll let you get to the bottom of that. Uh, it sounds like you might have to ask as many times as there are cigarettes in a in a packet of uh, Paul Moore filter. <laughs> Kelly, thank you, as always. Your time is really appreciated. Ngamihi nui. Kelly Rakihashi is with the Rotorua Daily Post, where she's a senior journalist there.